Jason Fratsky <laughs> is uh, incident commander at uh, Mayo Health System uh, to talk with us a little about COVID-19. Jason, are you running into this issue? This morning I have been uh, pounded by people who are who are just tired of COVID-19 news. They just, they don't want to hear it anymore. They don't, they don't want to talk about COVID. That some people believe that it's completely baloney that uh, yes, there's a COVID-19 exists. The number of people that have it are whatever 0.0001% of uh, the community. Nobody's being hospitalized. It's not a big deal. You get uh, tested, you come down with COVID, go home for two weeks, and uh, then you're fine. And why is the world having a heart attack over COVID-19? What do you tell those people? Well, I think you can appreciate, Mike, that uh, COVID-19 fatigue is real. I mean, I, I think that's in uh, the community without a doubt, and people are frustrated and sort of want this to be over. But the reality is that it does continue. Um, and the other reality is, yeah, many people are correct in the sense that uh, we've done a phenomenal job of really keeping this uh, at bay, you know, flattening that curve like we did early on. Um, and I think we all would like to be able to say, you know, it's, it's a done over deal. But the fact of the matter is that that's not the case. Uh, obviously, I'm sure your listeners are well aware we've seen a little bit of a, uh, you know, an increase here over the last week within the community. Still not significant, but definitely trending upwards. And so, you know, as we let our guard down without some of the other safeguards in terms of vaccination or immunization, you know, we do still run that risk of it, um, you know, coming back with a little more fervor. So Right. Well, well, and, and uh, there are still those who believe that coming back with fervor, you mean uh, having any fervor to begin with. Uh, you know, we've never reported uh, a, a flu numbers like we have reported COVID-19 numbers. And lots of people wonder why. How come we don't do the same sort of thing during every flu season? Because more people get the flu and more people die of the flu than of COVID-19. Why is this pandemic the epidemic and the, uh, the pot stirrer that it is? Yeah, I think um, it's a great question. Um, it is, um, you know, the, the, the incidence of death is higher with COVID-19. Now, that being said, um, you know, we're not talking through the roof, but we do know that, um, you know, as it started out that, you know, number of people that affected had a higher death rate. Now, I, I, would, I would say we've learned a lot as we've gone through these past several months and we've gotten better. I think we've understood that, you know, maybe it's not as contagious on surfaces um, as what was first thought. Maybe, you know, the social distancing is, you know, the important part as well as the mask. And so I think we've gotten smarter. Um, we don't put in the, safe, the same safeguards with flu. So if we were to do that, um, you know, it'd be like we play football without a helmet and then we put a helmet on and we say we had more injuries and we didn't play with a helmet. So, I mean, it makes sense that people under, you know, are frustrated, but um, it's because of what we've done that it seems like, you know, it's just not as, as virulent as the, the regular flu. But if we didn't take these safeguards, I think we'd be having a different conversation. Well, and that's part of what I, I, I don't know that everybody makes that uh, that connection in their minds. It's a small we've we've uh, you know, we're looking at Florida that's wide open uh, we're looking at Wisconsin that is opening up, even La Crosse County, which is opening up, and the number of 
cases goes from three or four or five to 21. Is that uh, the small community version of, of, of a big spike? Yeah, I think we're still waiting to see on, as it relates to if that's the big spike or if there's more to come. I hope that's the big spike. And if that's the big spike, we're still not talking. You know, the, the use of big, obviously, is not appropriate. It's just a little bump. But we want to make sure that uh, 21 doesn't turn into 50 to 100, et cetera. So I think we just want to continue at this point to be vigilant and, you know, keep the community aware of following safeguards, even though things are open. People can still wear a mask, can still do social distancing, can still do things that are just prudent and smart, um, not to throw the baby out with the bathwater because now we can move around more freely. Let's hope that that's what people will take away from this conversation. You don't have to be afraid. You just have to be careful. And uh, let me ask you this because we had an interesting mask conversation. There's lots of people who have their own mask. They bought it or somebody gave it to them. How often do you need to wash your mask or disinfect your mask? Well, my first reaction is is, as soon as you can't stand the smell anymore, which is pretty frequent, depending on. (laughs) Sure, but a couple times a week. um, I would say that you know, from a from as long as you just keep that mask on yourself, uh, you know, every every couple two three days would be sufficient. Okay. Um, as long as you're not sharing it, as long as you're not laying it down in pr- public areas, et cetera, et cetera, the risk is low. But um, and like like anything we wear, um, I think a frequency more often than not is, is again, um, appropriate. All right. Hey, uh, Jason Fratsky, I appreciate you spending time with us. You've got your own personal mask, cloth mask. Wash it a couple of times a week, and you should be good to go. 